Welcome fellow thought leaders to a podcast, both flavorful and insightful. You're tuned into Nuggets with Sauce, serving up wisdom and wit with an honest look at hot topics in business leadership today. I'm your host, Michelle Arntz, inviting you to join me on a thought leadership journey that fills you up, feeding your need to be skilled and knowledgeable in the role. Now, if you're wondering about the name and the nuggets part, let me just say that it's a nod to the fact that quite a few people in my conversations over time have been saying, Michelle, you have these great nuggets, these bits of, of information and intel and insight that other people really ought to know about. So I listened and I figured there's got to be a way to share this with more people than the conversations I have. And here we are. Now, the sauce part is twofold. On one hand, it's the secret ingredient or unique perspectives and the tone of the topics that we're going to be approaching. So some of the things we're going to talk about might be sweet. Others are going to have a little tangy inflection. Sometimes maybe they start sweet and then the burn sets in. And some are going to get us flaming hot and excited. They're just such great things to dig into. They're really spicy and in the mix. The sauce is also a nod to my personality. What can I say? I'm a saucy or sassy, depending on your accent, kind of a gal. So we're going to keep this moving. We're going to keep this light. We're going to keep this fresh. But it just it is who I am. And that's the approach that I like to take. In Nuggets with Sauce, my guests and I are here to dish out these morsels of wisdom and truth, even the ones that many are afraid to talk about, but are also so important to success in leadership and business. We'll be sharing inspiring stories and practical ideas that you can really sink your teeth into and in bite-sized pieces so you can really use them. And trust me, it's not all going to be heavy. You know, this is supposed to be fun and enjoyable and leadership when it's done right is also fun and enjoyable. We want you to feel like, yeah, you actually want to get out of bed every day and go get something done and enjoy what you're doing as a leader. I think too many of us are missing that actually. And that's a real shame, but we'll unpack that. So grab a seat at my virtual roundtable and get ready to dig into some juicy conversations with business leaders, entrepreneurs, and experts who've been there, done that, and lived to tell the tale. Together, we'll explore successes, challenges, and lessons they've learned that will be great for you too. Nuggets with Sauce is where we can all embrace authenticity and explore the full spectrum of leadership experiences. We want to together celebrate your wins. We'll empathize with your struggles. And again, know that we are all in this together. Leadership can often feel very lonely, but I assure you, you are not alone. So thanks for joining me and let's get jumping in here right away. So I wanna set the table a little bit here by talking about how this is gonna work, or at least how I envision things in, in working and it's the real world. So I'm sure there'll be some funky little things that come along the way. But I really do want to keep this very authentic, very honest. I'm not going to word wash stuff. You know, I know there are some people who are like, don't call it, you know, problem is a negative word. Don't call it that. Call it something else. Well, we're all grown ups here. And out of respect to you, I think you can handle it. Some things just are a problem. And I think we should call it what it is instead of getting cute about it and dancing around things. Right. Let I, you know, just out of respect for you, I want to be very honest that way. I'm going to keep it very real, be my real self. I'm asking my guests to do the same. I want you to bring your most authentic self to the table every time and really be open to what we're exploring here and how it might help you or other people. Maybe you're mentoring some people, um, other leaders in your space that we can also help them out with. 
I am going to give you a bit of a warning, and this goes back to some of the sauce, and this also ties to being authentic. Adult language can and probably will be used in this program. So be aware of where you might be watching or listening to this and whose ears might also catch that. Um, you know, if uh, if your kids are going to learn swear words, I want them to learn them from you. That's part of good parenting and good leadership right there. So just be aware of that. So diving into the first thing I wanted to talk about here, just again, setting the table for moving forward and why I'm so wound up, passionate, energized and excited about this. I think the sauce that goes with today's episode is going to be sweet and sour. And I say that because on the one hand, I'm very pleased that, you know, as I talk with people and I do my, the work that I do and I read articles and do my research, there is definitely a lot of talk. There's certainly a level of awareness out there about the importance of great leadership. And after all, you're tuned in here, so you get it. You're in the right space, right? So that's very sweet and wonderful. That's a little sour too, because we've still got some improvement to make. And I'm going to share a little bit about why that is. And again, what winds me up in this space and makes me want to just have endless episodes of nuggets to help people really move the dial on this. Come on, everybody. So let's jump in. Now, I want to also make it very clear as we move forward, I'm deliberately using the term leader and manager to mean the same thing. I know, I know there's all kinds of thinking out there and I'm not in disagreement where it says leaders think and act differently than people who are managers. That is true, 100% true. That said though, anybody who's got a management position or a management title is responsible for leading other people, right? So there is by its nature, a leadership role there. And we should want all of our managers to do a better job of thinking and acting like leaders. And let's flip that around on the other side of the line. Pretty much anybody who's in a leadership space as often as not has to have good management skills, right? So I'm being very deliberate where you're gonna hear me and my guests interchangeably use manager and leader. Just wanna give you a heads up. That's why that's important to understand. With all that said, Harvard Business Review tells us, I just looked this up, uh, wanted to get the latest numbers, give or take about $60 billion a year is spent on leadership development. That's six zero with another nine zeros after it. That is not small change, people. And yet, for all that, do we have better leaders? I think most of us right now could easily dredge up a story or two of a very bad boss that they've had, right? We, we've, we've all got that agony list. Okay, okay, let that go. Don't go any further than that. Some of us may have been that bad boss, right? We might've been on the firing line for that. Okay, this is a space of saying for all this money that we're spending, and by the way, don't kid yourself, a lot of companies aren't spending any money on doing this sort of work. So, you know, 60 billion isn't even covering everybody who needs it. And again, we're still not getting better leaders. So we really want to do something about that. The other thing that's going on, and this is from our friends at Gallup, we also know that just shy of six in 10, 58% of people who are put into a leadership or management position, they use the term manager, but again, what did I tell you? Never prepared for the job. Six in 10. 
Listen, if we were talking about airline pilots or this was about doctors, I don't think you'd get in a cockpit or you wouldn't let somebody, you know, do anything healthcare related to you or your loved ones, would you? And yet, why is it okay in the business world? If it makes no sense over there, what the heck are we still doing when we're doing this stuff over here? And in fact, I get really upset by this because in my world, I feel like there's really only kind of a couple of key dynamics. You're either setting people up for success or for failure. Setting people up for success means you're making it easier to get it right than it is to get it wrong. And I think in the space of having six in 10 people never prepped for the job, and it shows we're not necessarily doing as good a job as we could or should on the success side of the house. And that's a big part of what Nuggets with Sauce is about. Let's start making those impactful changes. I want you to feel more successful as a leader. I want the leaders in your organization to feel that they are set up for success and they can really get the job done. Trust me, a whole lot of money is being lit up and burnt if you otherwise don't think about it in this realm. And one thing that struck me recently just to kind of put this in a slightly different context, you'll, by the way, learn very quickly that I love analogies and metaphors and all these kinds of things. It's just the way my brain works, but I love to share that. I came to realize um, that there's a really excellent parallel that gives us an example of what I'm talking about, the success failure thing. And of all things, it comes from the Great British Baking Show, or if you're on the other side of the pond, it's the Great British Bake Off. At any rate, if you're not familiar with this program, and I just really dove into it in the in the last six months or so, it's a pro. It, yes, it's a contest program in the UK, and they bring in a bunch of people who were already auditioned, uh, proved that they had some baking skills, and then it's a baking competition. Who does the best job uh, at the end of each episode? Who does the best job at the end of the series? And immediately, my mind kind of jumps to. Who gets on the program is kind of like the job interview with our candidates, right? Or if we're hiring people into our organizations, how well are we vetting those people and, and saying, you know, maybe there's a level of a skill set that they need to have coming in and we need to know what that criteria is. The show certainly knew about that. Then what happens, um, you know, they do three different challenges, three different um, kinds of baking that the contestants have to do every episode. The one that I focused in on and, you know, light bulbs were going off in my head on this one was these, they always in the episode, the second challenge, they run what they call the technical challenge. Now, this is a little different from the other two, because at this point, nobody has any idea what they're in for. All of the contestants are walking into this this piece completely blind. They've had no chance to practice. They can't bring a recipe with them. No clue. So here's a little bit of how it shakes down. Bear with me because I'm going to try to run the parallels here. So, you know, we, we start with the fact that, you know, nobody knows what they're in for. There's no practice. There's no preparation for this, which right out of the gate, you can see it in their faces. They're nervous. Then the judges and the hosts come in. Now, I'm going to say that the judges, in a way, are a little bit like leaders in an organization. You know, they're the higher level authority on the whole thing. They're supposed to be, they're seen as the experts, right? Whether or not they have the expertise, believe me, I've talked to people who watch this show and question whether or not these two, if they had to sit down and bake the recipes themselves on camera that they've challenged other people with, could they do it? Don't know. 
All right. So we've got these two judges on this baking show. They're like our company leaders. They show up and they give some very vague instruction or very vague advice, which is never really useful. They'll say things on the show like, temperature is going to be really important, so watch out, or time is of the essence, so get organized. I don't know about you, but that's not really good information and it's not really good advice. And I see a parallel as often as not in the work world. Do we give the right feedback? Do we give the right information? Do we communicate very well to people in the first place? What are we expecting? What matters? What's important? Okay, stick with me. The judges then leave. And everybody gets down to brass tacks on, you know, whatever it is that they're going to do. Whoosh! They find out what they're about to bake and they find out, you know, whatever information they are given and the, the tools and ingredients they're given to work with. All right. Surprise, surprise. At this point, by the way, everybody is on the same page in the sense that they all have exactly the same ingredients. They all have exactly the same equipment in front of them and they all have exactly the same recipe or instructions. So we're making... A, an assumption that everybody's starting at the same bench strength or the same level of capability. I know, stick with me. We think about this in the management perspective, right? In our organizations, does everybody come in on the same page? Does everybody have the same skill sets? Even if you give them all, well, I gave you the same training. I gave you the same instruction. I gave you the same furniture as the person in the cube next to you. Okay, is that enough? Our challenged bakers on the show basically sit there and get to work. And as often as not, you're going to see people freaking out at this point going, I have no idea what this is about. I've never made such a thing before in my life. Or I think I vaguely know what it is, but I'm not sure. Or there's subcomponents in the recipe that they're like, I've never made this thing before. You know, I don't know how to make this. And of course, the recipe is incomplete. There's missing key information there. For example, they often don't tell them what temperature to put the oven on at or how long to bake something. Or maybe somebody's looking at, it'll say something like make custard. Well, if you've never made custard before, I'm that person, I would have no idea what, what to even begin with. And we see this play out with the bakers in the, in the show and the challenge. And we see this all the time in business where people are like, I have partial information and instruction and I don't have all the tools I necessarily need. And I'm not really sure I've never done this thing over here before, but you're now expecting me to come up with perfection. Oh, and by the way, did I mention they're not allowed to like talk to each other during this challenge? There's no collaboration whatsoever. Okay, so you're on your own. Just prove that you're the great person that you are. Prove that you're the manager that you are. Prove you're the great baker. You see where this is headed. At the end of the allotted time, everybody brings forward whatever it was that they produced for that challenge. And they line them all up. And of course, the judges can't see who did what, That which is, you know, that's very deliberate on that end. But for those of you who can see or you're watching this this uh, episode, I'm sharing a picture here that I took from one of the episodes recently. Uh, for those of you who are listening and not watching, I'll do my best to describe this. Those of you who are fans of the show know where we're headed next. Everybody was given all the same stuff. Same amount of time, same ingredients, same instructions, same advice, left to your own devices, off you go. And yet, uh, pretty much every time we land up with very different results when everything was supposed to be the same. Yeah, some people get pretty close to the mark or maybe they nail it once in a while. 
Usually they don't. And then we have absolute epic fails and everything in between, right? So in the picture I'm sharing here, uh, what you're looking at were supposed to be sticky toffee puddings and with these little crisp wafers that go with them that are cut into triangles. Um, as you can see, there are three different contestants put out their finished plates and they all look profoundly different, quite frankly. Um, placement of things, how they were cooked, how well things turned out, you know, what were they supposed to look like, et cetera. So people struggled, even though they had all the same information. The one person who did the absolute worst on this um, particular challenge is in the image. This is the middle one. You can imagine why they did not do well. Um, their toffee pudding doesn't look so much like anything other than a lump of it kind of, to me, looks like dark melted plastic, actually. And the little triangular biscuit things, instead of being propped upright, as would have been expected, I guess, from this recipe, are laying flat across the plate. So radically different from anybody else's result and way off the chart, like literally inedible. And the reason for that, by the way, was that particular contestant missed a key ingredient on the recipe page, because wait for it, that ingredient wasn't on the same page as the rest of the recipes. And that person was so focused on trying to do a good job and impress the judges that she completely missed a key component of what she was asked to do. Have you ever had something like that in the work world or known anybody who has? This is not unfamiliar territory, is it? Not at all. Like, hey, different people doing different things. We're not, we don't, you know, we don't always know what we're doing and nobody's checked to see if we all know what we're doing. It's like the game is rigged. And in fact, there are fans of this show who have complained to the showrunners. This is, it's not fun to watch this, is it? And then the final straw, dare I say, is that the judges come back and of course, judge everybody's work. And then they start bitching and moaning about, well, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And that doesn't look like this. And this wasn't done correctly. And, you know, this is inedible. This is unusable. This is garbage, essentially. And yet you set them up to have a hard time. What did you expect? Even if you think they're all good bakers, it doesn't mean that they really know what they're doing. They're not set up for success. And this is exactly what we're doing to our leaders and our managers in business. We're making these dangerous assumptions. We don't give them enough to work with. And then we holler at them and punish them when they turn around and they do whatever it is they can with what they've got or what they think they've got. And leadership's dissatisfied with that. Yeah. No wonder people have complained sometimes that like stop giving these kinds of challenges or making them the way that they are or, you know, whatever, because it's the it's up to the leaders. You guys set them up to fail. And yes, the baking show is considered entertainment, but it's not fun, is it, to necessarily watch people set up to not do well. And I guarantee you it is not a good way to do things in the business world, setting people up for failure. It's in incredibly expensive when, you know, things don't turn out the way that they're supposed to, um, you know, right to the point of it could be so bad that it's absolutely a waste, like the totally screwed up toffee pudding that clearly had to go straight to the trash. The other thing that I think is really important to remember in this analogy is 
you know, and they often say this on the baking show, well, it's, it's just dessert or it's just bread or whatever. It's just baking. Fair enough, right? Nothing got hurt in it except some toffee and, you know, a few other ingredients. But when we're talking about people having the same kinds of challenges and the same kind of failures, and yet their impact isn't on a lump of bread or a cake, but on actual human beings, what if the epic fail is what happened to that leader's team? You know, what if that lumpy result or that bumpy whatever um, and the stress that went with that was impacting people in a team or a department? That has a major ripple effect, right? We got to think about that too. And that's another reason why I'm so passionate about thinking in different ways about how we develop ourselves and others in the leadership role. Because if, if we were really doing it right, and I, I know I get it, it, you know, the baking show is, is meant to be whatever it is, but if we're really going to be doing it right, we're not going to be doing the kinds of things that a show like this does, right? Yeah, we're absolutely not in this space going to do this little checklist of what we saw unfold on the baking show and what we see happen on a regular, if not daily basis in our leadership practices. Or first of all, the assumed, like we do, that everybody's got the same basic start. Of course, you've got experience. Of course, you've got some skills. You know what you're doing. So you're off to the races. While in the meantime, there was a total lack of information, or at least a partial lack that was impactful enough that things did not turn out according to plan. I'm missing information. I'm missing details. I'm missing possibly equipment or knowledge or skills. Don't know how to get the job done if I'm lacking in those things. Giving vague feedback and vague instructions, not a good recipe for success in a real kitchen or in the cooker kitchen that is our workplaces, right? The, those vague pieces of feedback and instruction just don't help anybody. And then, of course, we have the whole thing of the leaders were absent. There was nobody there. They walked away and said, well, you know what you're about. I, I figure you know what you're doing. Off you go. Let's see how it turns out. Which again, we know how it turns out. It ain't pretty sometimes. And of course, that whole thing of, you know, the, the incomplete instruction, the incomplete, um, you know, capabilities that people have. I don't know. I mean, I can't follow a lousy recipe or if things are missing. If you don't have, for example, in our work world, we'd talk about our standard operating procedures, right? Do we even have those? Are they up to date? Do I know what they are? Do I understand them? Do I know any of these things, you know? So the incompleteness leads to incomplete results. And last but not least, they weren't allowed to collaborate. They were prevented from getting information. Half of these people would have done really well if they could have just turned to their, you know, fellow baker, like our managers and leaders should be turning to each other and going, hey, what do you know? What do you think? Does this make sense? We don't necessarily give people the time or the encouragement to move forward with those kinds of things either. And again, huge miss. It's the difference between being the star baker or the star leader and being the person whose stuff goes straight to the trash, right? And it can hurt all kinds of things. So in the end here, what I really want to be saying is I hope you will continue on this journey with me with Nuggets with Sauce as we dig in and unpack all kinds of things in the space of trying to help you be and do better as a leader, as a manager, as somebody who is 
trying to work with other people who want to become or are leaders and managers. This is a community space where I think we can really move the dial in the right direction and help you be the best that you can be and really enjoy your leadership experience. So I hope to see you soon on another episode.